all, and welcome back to another episode of the NRFB podcast. So today's episode is going to be about my experience playing lacrosse competitively for four years, year-round, from eighth grade up until senior year, and why I ultimately decided not to play in college in my experience with recruitment, which also had a lot to do with why I decided not to play in college, but I'm going to get to that later in the episode. So we're going to start off from eighth grade, which is the last year that I was playing basketball because from end of fourth to eighth, I was thinking in my head, like, I'm going to play competitive basketball. My whole thing was I wanted to be the first woman in the NBA. Um, I don't know why that was my goal, but I just really loved basketball. And since I went to a small private school, you could play any sport you wanted to play. So not only was that good because I could find out what sport I liked, but it was also bad because it kind of screwed my idea of how good I really was at basketball. Because it was so small, like I was able to shine, but then I would go to like the local gym and play on a rec team and then find out that I really wasn't that good at all. And I also didn't make my high school team, which really was a big wake up call. Like you're not good at basketball. So that was, (laughs) that was fun to find out, but I switched over to lacrosse because a family friend of mine told us that she had been playing lacrosse and she really liked it. And at this point, transitioning into high school, I wanted to find something new. I still wanted to play basketball, but I did want to add another sport to my docket, I guess. And I decided that, you know, she's playing lacrosse. I'm going to try and learn lacrosse too. So that summer before high school and during the fall of that high school year, My parents signed me up for like a travel team where I was just learning how to play lacrosse. I was learning how to cradle, um, have the ball in my stick, run with the ball in my stick, just learning the basis of lacrosse. And I don't know if I liked it at that point or not. I cannot remember. I just remember feeling so frustrated because I thought it would be easy because people always said that people who play basketball can play lacrosse. And here I am like, I've been playing basketball, so why can't I play lacrosse? And... It was just a big wake-up call, and I realized that I'm going to have to, like, practice at lacrosse. Which, not that I didn't want to do it, I just didn't think I'd have to. (laughs) So, after learning that I'd have to put a little bit of work in into lacrosse, and that my basketball, quote-unquote, skills were not going to carry over, I started um, to take it more seriously, and at this point, I had been on the travel team for, like, a couple months, and I was kind of getting used to, like, a travel team dynamic like it was a travel team that you could walk onto at this level like there's multiple levels to the travel team and I was at the base level so I just walked on and it was just weird for me not to be not that I was on a team because I've been on teams before but it was weird to me to be on a team where like people like this isn't a school sport where you just play because you want something else to do this is something that people go out of their way like people are driving after school on weekends in the mornings to be on the team they're paying to be on the team. And that definitely creates a different dynamic than just like a regular high school sport, like where you just play scrimmages and stuff. So I had to like find my way through that dynamic because some teachers were like really good. And then some, well, not teachers, coaches. Well, anyways, some, some players and coaches were like really on their A game and they, they wanted to be there so bad. And then you have the other spectrum where people were just there because I don't even know. Like, I don't know why you would pay the money to be there if you didn't want to be there. But there were a lot of players who just didn't want to be there. And also a lot of coaches who just seemed like they didn't want to be there. 
which was confusing. And I didn't know where I fell in that dynamic because at one side, I wanted to be good at lacrosse, but the other side, I haven't really been playing the sport for that long. So I had no like attachment to the sport. Like I didn't really care if I was good or not. I was just there trying to learn. And a couple of months into playing on the travel team, it was time for the winter season. And for that travel team, the winter season is just a bunch of scrimmages that happen every Saturday or Sunday morning in the sports complex. It was indoor lacrosse. And during that time, we would just go play for like an hour and a half against these different schools and these teams. And it was like miniature. I don't want to say it's box lacrosse, which is like miniature lacrosse, but this was like just a smaller scale. And I think that's when I started to really like lacrosse and grow a connection to it because I was able to just let my body do what it wanted to do and like let my brain work. It's it's just di- it was a different environment from being in practice and having someone over my shoulder every 20 minutes telling me like what I was doing wrong, which is okay because I didn't know anything. But it's definitely different and you definitely learn more when you're thrown into an environment and you just have to you just have to do it. And once I was getting more acclimated to that style of play, I was like, I really like lacrosse. I was able to add my own, I'm not going to say finesse. I'm not going to say flair. I was not good enough to have either of those at that time, but I definitely was able to like, just be more myself playing the game and be more comfortable and fluid with how I was playing. And it also raised my incentive because at the same time, towards the end of winter, my high school was talking about starting their own varsity women's lacrosse team. And I got really excited about that because I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to be a ninth grader at this high school and I'm going to play varsity lacrosse. And I'm just going to be able to be really good because I've been playing and I've been practicing. And if I get really good and play varsity all four years of high school, like, I could probably take this all the way because in my head, basketball was out. I also do that. I've noticed a lot when I find something new, I totally forget about the other thing. But in this case, I think it was positive because I really needed to let basketball go. And I will admit that was a hard pill for me to swallow because up until ninth grade, I was so gung ho with basketball that like nothing, nothing was going to shake me from it. But I just wasn't good. And I think sometimes we all just need to realize, like, if you're not good at something, you can try your best. But if there's something else that you find out you have, like, a natural knack for, maybe try that instead. And I think that I realized during the winter that I might have had a natural knack for lacrosse and just, like, being able to figure things out on my own faster than I was with basketball. And things are just coming more quickly to me than with basketball. Like, basketball, I remember I would put in a lot of practice and not really see results. I mean, I wasn't practicing as much as I should have been. I'm going to be honest, but I never really saw like results. And with lacrosse, I'd only been playing for a few months and I was already just, I was just getting exponentially better than I would have been if I was playing basketball for that long. So I kind of just realized like, I feel like lacrosse is going to be not only a much smoother path, but it's going to be something that I enjoy more. Now at this point, we're moving on to end of winter season and the beginning of my high school lacrosse experience. And from freshman to sophomore year, that experience was terrible. And it was terrible because the coach was terrible. The coach just, they've played lacrosse before, but I don't think they've had any real coaching experience. Or if they did, no one ever checked them on how they were coaching. 
because it totally just threw the whole team off. It made it a more emotional experience rather than an athletic experience. I felt like every practice was just a punishment. And I'm not saying that like super harshly. I'm just saying it just felt like if we made a mistake, then the whole practice would be based off like making us feel bad about it. It just wasn't productive. It wasn't fun. And I'm not going to say it hindered my lacrosse progress at all, but it definitely made me think like, is this really what I like, if this is the coach all through high school, is this really what I'm going to do? Because I don't think I want to be stuck with this. And I was still on the travel team, so I was still playing lacrosse outside of school too. But it just sucked to like think about the fact that I might have to quit the school team because I genuinely dislike the coach so much to the point where sometimes borderline, it would get to the, it would just get to a level <laughs> where I felt like I was like, I could leave right now. Like I would walk off the field. I felt like I could walk off the field at that very moment and not come back and not feel anything. And that's not good. And there were multiple instances that made me feel that way. I was just taken aback multiple times throughout the season. And I was raised not to disrespect people who are older than you. Um, I just, it's something that's ingrained in me. Like if someone is older than me by five or more years, I'm going to say six, that would be an adult to me. And I just would never disrespect them or go out of my way to disrespect them. Like no matter what they say to me, I'm not going to go out of my way to push their buttons or do anything like that. That's just not how I was raised and I don't like doing it. And I've never done it, but I don't think I could ever imagine myself doing that. And the coach that I had pushed me to the point where I was thinking, I was like, maybe this is the time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was like, maybe this is the time for me to just like speak my mind and tell this person off because there's really no consequence. The worst that could happen is that I get kicked off the team and I really don't want to be on this team anyway. This is how it's going to be. So that was a dangerous cycle, especially since I was thinking that almost every practice, almost every second of practice, my thought process was, what if I were to say this right now? Or what if I did this, this or that? And a lot of that stemmed from the just outward disregard that this coach had for the players, the game and our feelings. And for an all girls team, freshman year of high school, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of us are just getting acclimated to high school. A lot of the girls on the team were dealing with just a lot of emotions. And you go through school all day. You're trying to get acclimated to high school. You're making new friends, blah, blah, blah. Then you go to practice for two hours and the coach just craps on you those two hours. And then you have to do it again the next day. That stuff like builds up. There are two instances that stick with me. Every time I think about my high school lacrosse experience from freshman to sophomore year, these two things just pop in my mind because they just, they angered me so much. And I don't remember ever being angered by an adult like that ever in my life (laughs) until this point. Um, Basically the first one, I was playing, I was learning how to play defense. I didn't mention that before, but my whole entire lacrosse experience so far, I was playing defensive because that's what I did in basketball. So it was just closer for me to learn. So I was playing defense and on my travel team outside of school, I was learning how to shoot and how to pass and how to play attack. So I started liking attack more because you could do more with that position. And I like scoring. I mean, who doesn't? So I wanted to be an attack player. And I've been trying to integrate that into practice. I was getting better at attack and I was learning how to shoot 
and practice as well. Sometimes the coach would hold drills for us to shoot and I was getting pretty good at it. So we had a game or was it a scrimmage? I, I don't know, but the specifics of it aren't important. What's important is the conversation that took place at that game. Um, because of the coaching, we did not win anything. None of the games ended up in our favor. It was more just like every game felt like a practice. So I thought, you know, maybe this is a good time for me to ask the coach if maybe the next game or even second quarter of this game, if I could be moved to attack so I could just see what it's like. I mean, there wasn't any harm. It's not like the game was on the line or anything. I mean, our team wasn't winning. So before the game, I pulled the coach aside and I'm just explaining, I'm like, you know, I play on a travel team and I've been learning how to play attack and I'd really like to see if I could possibly switch over to attack on the team in the future. So would it be okay if maybe this game or another game, I try attack out and just see if I can do it. Like I'd really appreciate the opportunity, blah, 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 blah. And like I said before, even though my dislike for this person at this point was very strong, I'm not a disrespectful person. So I thought that I asked that question and I expressed what I wanted to come out of that conversation very well. The response I got was horrifying. I literally have never been addressed like that by anyone, especially not an adult. Basically, what happened after that was the coach told me, um, I don't even, he, the coach said a lot of things. The main thing the coach said was like, this is my team. You have no right to come here and disrespect me and try and control everything. You'll never play attack. You're just not good enough. And you need to be out there warming up. Why are you even talking to me about this? You have no control over everything. You're trying to tell me what to do. All of this stuff. And I'm in ninth grade, so I'm like, what, 15? And genuinely, this makes me cry because I just don't like getting reprimanded by adults. It just, not that I am have a problem with authority. It's just no one likes getting yelled at. And especially by adults, I just don't like it. So um, the coach makes me cry. I go over there. <laughs> I remember this so vividly now. I go over and I start stretching and people are just looking at me like, what's going on? Why are you crying? Blah, blah, blah. And I just have to play it off like, oh, nothing. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy. And, but it gets, it gets worse. And so after we warm up, um, the coach always has a list of positions of who's playing what before the game. So that's why I was asked, you know, second quarter or the next game, because I already know the coach had everything planned out. So I didn't want to switch everything around first quarter and we all huddle around and he's reading out like who's playing what and then I'm sitting there with like tears streaming down my face trying to hold it together and then the coach reads my name and says you'll be playing attack today and it just acts like nothing happened and then we break and I get out there and I'm playing attack the whole game I don't remember if I scored a point that game I was just so wrapped up in the fact that I was crying for the first half of it but it was just stuff like that where the coach would make you feel bad about something that wasn't even that serious and then flip the tables and act like they were the bigger person and they did you a favor. That got to me and that made me super, super mad, super upset. It was a good game for me because I was like, I'm finally playing attack. But the way that it happened, it just was unnecessary. Like the coach could have been like, you know what, I actually was already planning for you to play. So that's good that you asked. But instead, I got yelled at. So... The second incident that is bright and fresh is um, during practice. And this practice came after the game I just talked about. So 
we're a little bit further in the season and the team is more used to like the theatrics of the coach and we're just not surprised by the outbursts. We're kind of just like, let's just get through the practice so we can go home. That's our attitude at the point. And he would just have us do these drills that were kind of pointless in retrospect, but maybe they were conditioning. I still can't figure it out. I don't really care anymore, but one of the drills we would have to do were called ground balls. And it's basically when you throw the ball on the ground and you pick it up with your stick, you like scoop it up, but you have to run and do it at the same time. So doing that over and over is pretty um, taxing, I will say, because you're just bending down over and over again. And at some point your legs just give out. So now you're bending your back. So you just get a lot of back pain and leg pain. And it's just, it gets too much, but obviously the coach didn't care. So we would have to do these either by the number of ground balls or by a timer. This instance, it was 150 ground balls. So you would throw the ball out, run after it, pick it up. That's one. And the length of the field would take, I want to say running at full speed, five ground balls. Because we would have to run at full speed for these as long as we could. So we're just running. And I think at this point, the coach may have had it out for me. And the reason I say the coach had it out for me is because between the game and this practice, there had been a lot of like little spats where you can just, you know, when you just meet someone, you feel the vibe and you guys just don't click. I think that vibe was very strong between me and the coach. And it was just very evident that I did not like the coach. The coach did not like me. Not that I was disrespectful, remember, but you can respect someone you don't like. And I didn't like the coach. (laughs) So... We're doing the ground ball drill and this whole practice as well, like it was something was just off. I felt like I was being paid more attention to and like I was being scrutinized more and it was just getting on my nerves and the ground balls, I think was at the end of practice or close to the end. So we're halfway through this drill. I guess you could call it a drill. And I, what did I do? I either bent down to tie my shoe or I just stood up for a second because halfway through 150 ground balls, my back was hurting and I just, I just stood up. And the second I stood up, the coach just loses it. Like it was almost as if the coach was waiting for me to mess up because I wasn't even up there for like half a second before I heard my name being screamed across the field. And all I hear is you. 150 more ground balls. Everybody else, stop. And people are just standing there like, what? And then he lets them resume because that'd be awkward if the drill. (laughs) I just can't believe this is real life. The drill was happening. So I get assigned 150 more ground balls. I'm actually dying at this point. And the coach just sits there and watches me do them. And every time I like bend up a little bit or I'm not going as fast as the coach thinks I should be going, it just is this whole spat like this whole thing and at the end of that practice we had like a team huddle and one of my friends on the team also like did not like this coach and we were both at the point where we were like if the coach gives us an out we might take it and um the coach apologized about everything and was like if you don't want to accept my apology you can leave Me and my friend in high school took a step back and we were about to leave. But the coach was like, okay, so we're all good. And then just kept us there. And it was just so annoying because I think he knew that some of us really were going to leave. But I don't think the coach could take that fact. So they didn't give us a chance. So we had to stay. 
And that night I just really was thinking like this might've been the last straw with this coach. Cause it's just the outward disrespect that we were all experiencing. And then when I was targeted that practice, it was just so annoying. Thankfully junior year, that coach is, I don't want to say removed, but the coach is no longer with us. So junior year, we get a new coach. Um, this coach is absolutely amazing. They played lacrosse in college and it was just nice to have a coach that genuinely liked the game and that wanted to be there. Our old coach never really felt like they wanted to be there, but this new coach was great, had a, not a, had a lot of knowledge and was easy to just talk to and be around. So junior year, things really started to kick off for the whole team. We started winning games. We started playing as a team. Before, it was more individual-based because no one knew how to play together. We didn't know what our strengths were and how to cooperate with each other on the field. But then junior year, this new coach taught us that. And since we were having a better time in practice and we weren't scared out of our minds, it was easier to just relax and to really enjoy the game and to learn about each other and how we play. And I was also still attacked. So this also was the time where I started to get genuinely good. Like I would say I was good at this point because I was able to shoot accurately. I was able to make good passes. I could shoot behind my back. I could drive to the goal. I was good at dodging. Like everything was just falling into place. And still I'm on that travel team. So I'm playing lacrosse year round at this point. Well, I've always I've been playing lacrosse year round since freshman year, but now I'm actually taking it super seriously. And junior year is also the time people start thinking about colleges. So I'm going to a lot more tournaments, recruitment events, and I'm trying to make lacrosse. I'm trying to get as good as I possibly can in a short amount of time because I've only been playing for two to three years. And lacrosse is a sport, at least in my area, where people play when they're really young. Like, I was playing with girls on my travel team that have been playing since they were five. Don't know how that's possible, but just everyone, lacrosse was their whole life. And I was coming in pretty late to the game. So it was a lot to try and squeeze in in a short amount of time, like three years to become as good as someone who's been playing for, God, literally, I guess, 15 years, um, more than It's a little bit difficult, but junior year, I started getting more in my element and we started looking at colleges that I wanted to play at and really if I wanted to play at all. But at this point, my parents, so grateful for them, have invested a lot of money. So we at least wanted to try and see how far we could get with this. So during the season, the school season of my junior year for lacrosse, um, that was when I started getting in contact with a lot of coaches And some of them would come to my games. I think I had one or two come to my games. Um, And a lot of times I would just send out my highlight reel to coaches and we would just like email back and forth for a little bit. I had one experience. Well, I think it's a negative recruitment experience and it kind of discouraged me a little bit. But there's a HBCU, which is a historically black college, and it's in D.C., So that was a school that I really, really wanted to go to. Before I even started playing lacrosse, I had an interest in that school and the coach and I got in contact and we were talking and I was able to visit the school I two two or three times. I've been to one of their games and I went for like a cookout event and we saw the team play. I met the players, met the coach. And I don't want to say the team was like 
super bad or anything. I don't think that's the case. I just knew that I was at the level where I could play with these girls on the team. And that was very nice to know that if I were to get recruited here, I wouldn't be super behind to the fact that like I wouldn't get I wouldn't be able to improve at the same rate. So I was near the same level as the girls already on the team. It was a great school. I loved the school. I It was my dream. I don't want to say dream. Yes, it was my dream. I really wanted to go to that school. I'm not going to lie. And this is also my first experience with recruitment and that whole realm of just college athletics. I've never been really exposed to it before. I don't think anyone in my family has had experience with it because... No one in my family is like a college athlete except for my grandpa. So it's been a while since any of us have had to like really engage with that. And even then the process has changed so much. So we're all just kind of learning as we go, me and my parents. And it's like, I think this is the last time we've been to the school and I have the coach's number. So me and the coach are texting and I send the coach my highlight video again because they asked for it. And just all of a sudden, the text just stop. And it's just very abrupt. Like, one, the last text, one of the last texts was just asking me to come again to the school. And then I was texting and I wouldn't get a response. So I emailed, didn't get a response. And then about a month later, I just am really wondering, you know, what's going on. And um, I'm not sure if this is normal or not because I haven't had any experience with this. So I'm like, okay, maybe they just didn't want me. So they just stopped talking to me, which hurt to think about. But I mean, it's a recruitment process. It's not like any feelings are supposed to be involved. Like, okay, they don't want you to play. Just live with it. Um, and so I email out to one of the players and I'm just wondering, you know, what is the deal? Like, where is the coach? And I learned that the coach kind of just like disappeared. And it was either their last season or their first season there and they just weren't coming back so that left me kind of stuck because without that coach there recruiting me I don't know if the new coach wanted me either or if the coach the new coach coming in even knew I existed so that left me at a really large just gap in my recruitment process it left me at a standstill I didn't know what to do and I didn't know really who to reach out to because this institution also the the um the administrative processes at the school are kind of iffy so it was hard for us to navigate like who do we talk to about this and is it is it something that we are allowed to talk to like if they stop talking to us are we allowed to reach out so it was just a whole lot of stuff long story short the coach fell off the face of the earth we never figured out exactly what was the case and we just never heard from that school again so then I had an experience with another school. It's smaller and it's in my area. Well, in my state, I'll say. It's in my state. And I'd say I I had a lot of run-ins with this school. I was there a lot. I think I visited that school five, five times, maybe more. I spent the night with the team. Um, I got to play with the team. I went to a lot of their workshops. Um, I received a scholarship to go there and it was very cheap it was just if I went to that school financially it wouldn't be an issue the problem was just it was in a rural area it was very small and it was predominantly white and since up until that point my whole entire educational experience has been in predominantly white places 
safe for Chinese school. It just wasn't something that I wanted to continue. I mean, it just, for me to choose where I wanted to go, like I was never able to choose what school I really wanted to go to, especially since my area, like there's limited options. So I had the chance to choose where I wanted to go. And I just knew that I wanted to go to a place where I wasn't going to be one of five black people in a room at any given time. I was just getting at that point. I was, well, yeah. So last year, two years ago, I was just more aware of who I was as a person and I knew what I wanted and I knew the kind of environment that I didn't like and the kind of environment that I did like and wanted to be in. And it it was a battle for me for sure because it was a matter of, I guess, money versus my genuine like happiness. And I just wasn't sure if I was willing to go to a school that I know that if I broke my leg and couldn't play lacrosse that I would never go to, I would never really think about going to ever and it was difficult for me because I just knew that like okay if I choose this school it's not going to be a financial burden and maybe I can transfer or maybe I can use the money that we didn't spend on that school to go to law school or something after like I was trying to convince myself a lot that that school was going to be it for me my parents really wanted me to go to that school obviously because it was financially just a better option but I just, it came to a point where I just hated going there. I just didn't want to go to the campus anymore. I was just over it. And that's when I really knew that, like, I don't like the school. And it wasn't any of the people there. It wasn't the coach. It wasn't the team. It just, it's just, I just didn't like the school. I didn't like the area. I didn't like the size. Didn't like the demographics. It just, I just didn't like it. And I knew, you know, even though it would be cheaper, it would be a waste of money for me to go to that school and not enjoy it and to not be in a place where I could put my best effort into my schoolwork and like play the game at a level that I wanted to play at because I just didn't like to be there. When you don't want to be somewhere and when you don't like doing something, you're not going to perform well. And I just knew that if I let myself go to that school One, I'd be stuck in the same situations that I've been stuck in my whole life, which is being just the only Black person. Like, that really just gets tiring after a while. And I was ready mentally to be around different people. I was ready to learn new things. And I was ready to expose myself to things I didn't understand. And I wanted to just be around different people. Like, that's just all I wanted. I wanted a new experience. And one of my biggest things was that I wanted to go to school out of state because like that was part of the new experience like I just wanted to get out of my state and just be somewhere where no one knew who I was so I could just grow as a person and that also leads to part of why I ultimately decided not to play in college I felt like if I went forward with the recruitment process at that small college then I could possibly end up going there and I just knew that I had to really think is one is this the college that I want to go to? Because it was one of the few colleges that I was seriously looking at and that seriously was looking at me. So I didn't have a lot of options there. And I just had to ask myself, like, is this what I want for myself? Do I want to go to a college I don't like to play a sport that... I I liked the cross. I don't know if it got to the point where it was a passion for me. I don't think it ever got to that point. And I'm glad I know that about myself because that also would have been a waste of money for me to play a sport that I don't have my heart in 100% because the girls that I was playing with when 
they would play lacrosse like you could see like this is all they wanted to do like that was their goal in life was to play lacrosse and I think the longer I played lacrosse the longer it was just something that I was good at and that I, I really do like lacrosse I feel like if I got the chance to play lacrosse again I wouldn't care I would really enjoy doing that but it, it wasn't something that I would go to bed sleeping thinking about like I know some people who their whole life is just centered around lacrosse like who they follow on social media what they watch on tv and it just never got to that point for me and to play a college sport like lacrosse like that needs to be your level of commitment because it is a sport that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and skill and so at this point I had decided that you know unless another college comes to me that I really like the college by itself and that was something that my parents kept reminding me of you know college athletes they'll pick a college whether they like it or not and then if they get injured they're stuck at that college without playing the sport so you have to make sure that the college that you're being recruited to or that you want to go to for the sport you would go to that college even if you weren't playing that sport and I just knew I was not going to go to that school <laughs> by myself like I needed a real reason to go there and like I said earlier lacrosse just wasn't a big enough reason for me to do that to myself and I found well my mom actually found this school and I don't know how she found it but it was the best thing that's ever happened to me because the school that I'm at now I love this school so much I didn't even know it existed until two years ago but I got into this school they have a lacrosse team and it's a d1 school and we went by the office and like tried to catch the coach but I could just feel it in my heart that if I go to this school, I want to be able to experience every little part of it. And especially if you're a D1 athlete, not that you can't do it, but it's very difficult for you to be a D1 athlete and to do a lot of extracurriculars and to be super, super involved because you're practicing twice a day the whole week. And I just, I just knew that with the interest I had going into college and what I wanted to achieve in college, that if I was on a D1 team at that school, that a lot of that would be taken away from me. And I don't know if I would be able to cope with that in a positive way. And now that I've been at the school for about two years, I'm able to see that I made the right decision because a lot of the teams at the school, whenever you saw them, they were either coming back from practice or going to practice, whether it be the common area or the dining hall. And they were always together. And that was one of the biggest things that stuck out to me. I never saw, I have one friend that's a college athlete. And I do get to see her. Well, I did get to see her like once a month on campus because it's a D1 school. So she was very busy. But when I did see her, she was always with someone else on the team. Or if I saw her in the dining hall, she was with the whole team. And a lot of the teams are like that because you are spending the majority of your time practicing with those people. So that becomes, you know, your main friend group. And the demographics of the lacrosse team at that school was not favorable to me. And like I said, I wanted to be in a diverse environment. And if the people that I'd be spending the majority of my time with weren't a diverse group of people, that basically defeats the purpose of me um, being in a new environment and like going to a school outside of my state because it's basically the same thing as being back at my high school which is what like that's how I think about it and just 
the more that I look at the teams and how busy they are and who they hang out with, it just made me so grateful that I decided not to play a college sport and especially not to play a sport at this school. Not that the athletes are terrible people or anything like nothing's negative. It's just that the things that I've been able to experience and to be a part of at this school and the people that I've met, I would have never, ever met them if I was not not on a team. Like if I was playing lacrosse, I would have never been able to make the friends that I've made. I would have never been able to get the experience that I've experienced. It's just so many things would have been affected that I think would have hindered my college experience. So overall, that's just kind of my experience with lacrosse and like how I learned to navigate it. I still don't think I know how to navigate the college recruitment process, to be honest. The way that it happened for me was very just confusing and sporadic. So I still don't think I have a grasp on that. It doesn't matter now because I'm not a college athlete, but it was still just a different experience that I'm glad I experienced, but I don't think I've learned completely what that was. And I do wish that I learned more about it, but sometimes things just don't happen the way you want them to. Irregardless, that was today's episode of NRFB. And thank you guys so much for leaving all those recommendations on the Instagram page, which is NRFB underscore podcast. There are so many recommendations that I don't even think I have to plan an episode for the next, what is this, like 10 weeks? Um, (laughs) I'm not sure what next episode is going to be about, but I'm between two topics right now. So I'll probably do a poll um, when this goes up. But I'd like to thank y'all for listening today and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have a beautiful Monday because tomorrow's Monday and just stay safe out there. Bye.